0: Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the new truth podcast. Welcome back uh, to episode 98, how astrology can transform your love life. I'm super pumped because Catherine's not here to say she's super pumped, um, but I am genuinely super super excited to have this episode to share this incredible extraordinary human with you. Um, so Catherine is on retreat right now and couldn't be with us this week. So I am here with my very best friend in the world. Um, she is her name's Andrea Dupuy. I call her Andy. And Andy is a sacred astrologer. She created a sacred astrology system that has her own system that um, blends Eastern astrology and Western astrology. And she's just absolutely freaking brilliant. We've been best friends for over 10 years. We've traveled the world together, and I've witnessed her step into this role as a spiritual teacher. Um, she teaches a sacred astrology course. She teaches people how to read their own astrology charts, which I don't even know if that's that's been done before in the way that you've done it. I haven't seen anything like that out there. Um, She's so brilliant. She is the COO of Rising Woman, which is a very fast-growing company. Um, You can find them on Instagram, Rising Woman on Instagram. And she does their astrology writing for the new moons and the full moons and also has her course on there. What's your course called? Become Your Own Astrologer become your own astrologer it's so amazing so she basically her your your belief which i love it's so aligned with the podcast is to empower people to read their own charts as opposed to being codependent on their astrologer to constantly be going to their astrologer to learn but teaching them how to learn themselves which essentially is you know what this whole podcast is teaching women how to empower themselves around love and how to be their own love coach um so yeah i love it And right now, Andy is in Tulum, Mexico, and I'm in Athens, Greece. So this podcast is coming from around the world. Um, beautiful sunny places, and soon we'll be together in Costa Rica in about a month's time. But I'm so freaking happy to have you here. Andy was actually on episode 14. We did an episode called Discover Your Sacred Love Blueprint. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back and check it out maybe first. And then today we're going to dive even deeper into astrology. She's going to read a chart. Um, We're going to talk about love and compatibility and how much of a big role astrology plays in your love life. So I don't know. Where do we even start, my love? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) Where do we start?
1: Well, you know, I would actually love. love.
0: Everyone wants to know about love. Everyone wants to know about love. So let's talk about your experience with like before you knew your astrology and like maybe has has the quality of men you're attracted to or anything changed in terms of before you knew your own astrology so well to how you date now?
1: That's a good question. So when I was learning astrology originally, or when I first was introduced to it so long ago at like 15 or something, I remember learning I was a Capricorn and I read the description and I was like, ew, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> was Capricorn it's like it's like ruthless, ambitious, which I am now. I accept it, but I'm not ruthless, <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I accept my ambitious nature and things like that. But I remember reading it and just being like, oh, I don't want to be that. And that was the like very self rejecting from the get go, which was kind of where I was when I was 15. And as I started learning astrology when I got older, I started reading, oh, I'm actually Capricorn Sun is just like one little piece of my chart. I'm actually like Scorpio rising and Scorpio moon. And when I really understood my moon and rising and my Venus, especially, I started self-accepting more because I was like oh my gosh that explains. like I'm Scorpio moon and rising and Jupiter I have a lot of intensity in my chart that Capricorn just doesn't explain so it's like that's why I'm so emotional so I can go into like really dark night of the soul and yet I'm constantly transforming which is Scorpio as well once I understood kind of that part of myself I started self-accepting and I feel like our love lives change so much when we first understand ourselves but second- be like, okay, I don't need to be a, you know, there's some signs that everyone loves, like everyone loves Taurus or Pisces or, you know, these signs Uh that have really positive connotations, whereas Scorpio and Capricorn for women don't have as positive ones. So once I started understanding it and I was like, oh, I actually love that about myself. I love that I'm so deep and dark and have that side. And that self-acceptance has been huge to dating.
0: Yes. You know, I, I, I love that you said that because that like to me that's been the gift of astrology and human design and all these soul inquiry tools or soul what do you call them soul blueprints Mm -hmm. um is that they've allowed me to see myself and to, to accept parts of myself that i maybe wouldn't have had the courage to own and accept without knowing them like for me the spotlight was one big one with having a leo rising It it allowed me to actually, I used to think that was wrong and bad to be in the spotlight. So I had so much like discord whenever there was attention on me or you saw when I was being mentored to speak on stage. And it was such a scary thing because I was in this discord, even though my soul wanted it. But there was a part of me that was telling me it wasn't okay because that was my conditioning. And so... Yeah, I mean, astrology has changed my life in so many ways. I'm so lucky to have you in my back pocket, like every time... Things going on in my life. I'm like, Andy, like, is this in my chart? Are things going to turn around? Or, you know, is this, am I compatible with this person? Or could I start a business with this person? Like everything, it's so amazing. And and I can't imagine, I I don't know how to read my own chart yet, but I can't imagine the freedom of being able to just look it up yourself because it's been so liberating. Uh, You know, of course, the podcast, we talk so much on The New Truth about how, you know, there's this cookie cutter script that we've all been taught that we're supposed to play out and how astrology shows you the complete fucking opposite. Like we are all so different. And that's what I've learned through through watching even you do different people's astrologies and like, my God, we're all so unique. We're not supposed to have the same storyline or the same path. No, and
1: and so much of what we see out there is even like in personal growth, they're like, everyone should do this thing. You know? Um, everyone should be this way try this tool I have this will work for everyone and I'm always like no astrologically we're all so different our chart is the blueprint of where the planets were the moment that we were born it's Mm. our blueprint it's the snapshot of the sky if someone's born two minutes later the planets shift two minutes later you're a different person that's why twins are so different oftentimes um one one degree can shift in a chart and it changes a lot of things so we are, I feel like astrology gives us the ability to kind of customize our lives and yes. stop being like, oh, this is, you know, this tool is going to work for me or this tool is going to work for me. It's like, no, it's very specific to your path and, and who you are. And once you learn how to read your own chart and not depend on an astrologer to tell you that, I think that it's my feeling that that's kind of the new way. So that's what my goal is, is to empower people. You can learn your own chart. This is your blueprint. It doesn't belong to anyone else. An astrologer is an interpreter, they're amazing. I've done, you know, hundreds and hundreds of readings. And learn to read your own chart. And then you can look up your compatibility and stuff like that, which everyone, I would say with every single reading I've done, the first question is always love. (laughs) Unless someone has a health issue, then it's health. And if someone's in a happy relationship, then it's career.
0: Yes. Not surprised. But do, you, but do men ask about career first or like, do, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, women. Ask about love. Yes,
1: thank you. Most <laughs> of the readings that I do are for women. I would say yeah. 90%. I do have men, but mostly it's, it's, um, and there's a few men in my course too, but mostly it's women asking about love. That's their first question. When is love coming? Is this person right for me? Um, should I break up with this person? that kind of that's the gist of what I get and for men it's career and money
0: so funny so yeah that's it's like classic masculine feminine yeah exactly yeah it makes sense it's it is actually I was just talking with my friend Tasso who I'm staying with in Athens about this and about the like the that part of it's our conditioning but part of it is also biological absolutely yeah. absolutely
1: I think the the thing that I've really seen when I've read all these charts about love and why women come is that we are sold and you know, that's doing the nutrient. I like we are sold this thing that we're all meant for to find like one person and stick with them for our lives. And everyone's wondering when that person's coming or if, if the person they're with is that person. And when I look at charts, I see we are all on completely different paths in our love lives. No one person in this entire world has the same trajectory. And yet we're all trying to have what I call a seventh house marriage. That's what we were sold. Seventh house marriage. Um, Basically you marry one person, you stay with them. Well, I would say maybe 1% of charts I've ever seen actually show that as that path. A lot of them. fifth, Fifth house women or men that are more meant to have relationships that are more like boyfriend girlfriend and then there's eighth house ones that are like transformational and sexual connections and lovership and polyamory and like different styles and so we're all trying to fit into this like seventh house box and it's actually very i'm not going to say rare isn't special because sometimes people hear that and they're like oh i wonder why is that so special it's not special it's just we all have such unique paths. and when we learn that and accept that, it's so much better just to be like, oh, I meant to have boyfriends. Okay, that feels good. And we have to work against our conditioning because they you know, our conditioning is just like, no, you need to have a life partner.
0: Yes, probably in the I mean, in the pattern app, it is my my whenever it talks about my relationships, it's like, it's so funny because this is exactly, I was, the, I was, the reason I do the New Truth Podcast is because I was that woman that was so like fantasy love addict, to the maximum, like every single boyfriend I had in my twenties, this is the one, this is the one my cousin's like, come on, you think they're all the one, like, this is like the 20th. And I'm like, no, he's the one I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And I was in such fantasy trying to find that one person and all my friends started getting married and having babies. And I was like, where's my person? And I almost married Charlie, even though I knew it wasn't aligned anymore, but I wanted to marry him just to fit in that box. And it's so funny because now that I know my astrology intimately on the pattern astrology app in particular, every time I look up relationships, it's like, you need to be free. You can't be with someone who needs you. You need to be independent. You're better off being single than in relationship. You're much happier when you're single You need to be free. You need to be free. You need to be free. Like it basically says that in as many ways as possible. And so it's so funny that I, because I was so deep in my, in my work, saboteur, as you know, I was so deeply being driven by the, my conditioned self, my false identity that I would never, oh my God, I would never and I had to go through all the growth I went through to get to a place to actually even receive that information about needing independence, because you talk about K2 and Rahu. So I came into this lifetime being really good at codependence and my Rahu, which is what I'm here to learn in this lifetime is independence. So had I not done all the personal development that I've done and the self-inquiry, I would still be in that just need a partner, just need a partner. But I can't imagine how different my life would be. And I am genuinely the happiest I've ever been in my life at 40, like never been happier. I'm single. I'm living in Europe half the year and Costa Rica half the year. I'm so freaking happy, but it's because my charts opened me up, like knowing what my blueprint was opened me up to giving myself permission to actually be different than everyone else. Whereas when I was operating from my saboteur, my patterns and my K2, I thought I needed to be like everybody else, which is why I was so panicked to try and find a relationship. So This is, I mean, one percent of people. Like, are you actually hearing this? One percent of people, women, are actually meant to have a lifelong marriage. So it's very
1: random, kind
0: of. (laughs) But of the hundreds, yeah, but it's not random at all. That's market research. Of the hundreds of charts you've done, one percent. That's market research, and that is. Absolutely. Like, so we're all chasing this thing. It's so wild. Like, when it comes to careers, we've evolved so much. Technologies evolved so much. Like, the world looks so different than it did when our grandparents were getting hitched at 20 years old. And yet, we're all still chasing this thing that's actually not even aligned with our souls. That most people, when they force themselves into it, I'm imagining that 1% when they find a relationship and they get into that long-term partnership, it's just easy because that's what they're actually meant Mm -hmm. for. But all the people who are trying to force themselves into that box, they're the ones who are going to get depressed, miserable, anxious, you know, overweight, whatever they'll do, whatever self-sabotage, because they're trying to force themselves to do something that on a soul level is probably very unnatural. Would you say? Uh, yeah. And I think,
1: well, just a couple things I want to speak to. First of all, thank you for being a representation of fab and incredible at 40 and that life can just get better and better. And no, you do not just suddenly crawl into a grave at 40 years old, ladies. <laughs> that is not a thing. <laughs> you're not fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you know, it's just, no, but just, you know, that's conditioning as well. And I, yeah. and interestingly enough, in astrology, some people are called late bloomers. So they actually um get better and better and better it's like a fine wine so anyway um thank you for being a representation of that it's super inspiring that's the first thing second thing the you for example i know your chart in in and out obviously i've studied it a lot and i've spent a lot of time with it but this you have k2 in the seventh house and and when you have that and please excuse my voice i was talking all day yesterday so if if anyone hears me clearing my voice that's why my Mm -hmm. voice is raspy um so with k2 in the seventh house you that's where you get drained you actually get drained in relationships it's not that you're not you're always probably going to be in relationships because k2 pulls you in but you can tend to be drained unless you maintain a very extreme amount of independence in your relationship And actually with these points, and Ketu, which I actually teach a lot about, they're my favorite parts of astrology, the highest exemplification is to eventually balance them. So you're going to have this tendency toward relationship always um, and independence. And those are going to be themes for you. But the key is to become interdependent, is to balance them in the middle so that you can be in a relationship, but you can maintain your sense of independence and not become codependent. So that's your work in this life. That is your entire life's soul's path is to learn that lesson.
0: I love it. Yeah. And I feel like I have, I've, I've been on the pendulum from total codependence. And then I swung to the opposite. I mean, Jeff and I were together for seven years. I just shared that we parted ways um, over the last two years, but like actually parted ways uh, recently. And seven years of that was him building his businesses, me building mine, me being in Europe, leading all these immersions and staying for a long time, him being in Vancouver, working all the time like we I had got to experience for the first time a relationship with someone where we didn't have dinner, like I would get so bored. In my other relationships, because it would be same thing every day, dinner together every night, sleeping together every day. Like with Jeff, four years into our relationship, I got my own apartment because I was like, oh, this is too much, even though we barely saw each other. Um, And it's so that relationship, pardon? How perfect for you based on your chart. That's why I talk yeah. about it's like a lot of people would be like, what, what is Kate
1: doing getting her own apartment? Why is she that's so weird. She should, why isn't she marrying Jeff? And it's like, I look at your chart and I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. She yes. feels dreamed when she lives with a partner. She needs yes. to be independent.
0: <laughs> you know, what actually gave me permission for that is the Sex in the City movie, the second one where Carrie and Big end up getting like keeping her apartment as a second place for her to go to for weekends. And I remember watching that thinking, damn, I wish I could have that. And then a couple of years later, oh, I can have that. I can have Whatever my soul wants to have. And so I created that reality. And we had two more years of our relationship, two and a half years, where at first it actually was really great for our relationship for the first six months or so. And then it just, yeah, we're just ready to separate or ready to move part ways. And which is, yeah, I just want to speak to like in the old paradigm, it's like, okay, Jeff wasn't the one. In the new paradigm, it's, that relationship was so important and I learned so much about myself and I got to experience new parts of myself and I grew my business and so many, got so many things from that relationship. And you, when you read our charts together, I think I might've shared this in last week's episode, but when you read our charts together, it was all about business. Like our mm-hmm. charts together are business and we created four businesses together. So that, that relationship was essential for both of our paths. It wasn't wasn't discounted. It wasn't a waste of seven years. It wasn't now I'm 40, now what? It's like, no, that was my absolutely essential for both of our paths. And now it's time for something else that I'm meant to experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you and Jeff, actually interesting, like we're quite compatible in uh, many, many ways. In a lot of ways, like your charts actually are pretty harmonious together, but they do point toward creating business and i want to i want to speak a little bit on compatibility because a lot of people put a ton of emphasis on compatibility so people come and be like can you look at my chart with this person and they're going on the pattern and they're looking at my chart with this person's chart and they're looking at compatibility online we've all done it i do it all still Um, (laughs) you know even knowing all the things i know about astrology but the thing is that compatibility is really just one element uh, when it comes to love the other key pieces is capacity of each person to be actually show up as a good partner. So I can um, there's compatibility. So you put the charts together, you can see how they overlay and what kind of themes are going to come up. Capacity is more like, is this person actually relationshipable? I don't know if that's the word. Like, could they pull off a good relationship? And I I don't know. I've dated men that were amazing and I was compatible with, but they actually didn't have capacity for relationship with any woman. Yeah. or any man or whatever they're they're what they like. Um, so that's one key piece and then another one is readiness. So their capacity readiness for it. so someone you could have good compatibility with someone, you could have great capacity and yet you're you're twenty one. you're not ready. the timing isn't right. The timing isn't right for a long- term relationship or a short-term relationship. And like you said, the other key piece is the readiness that means hey, I'm ready for a relationship or I'm ready for a lovership. I mean, some of us are more ready for loverships at certain times. Some of us are more ready for relationships at different times. And then the thing I always remind women, women, especially because they come and they get so upset about timing and when is my partner coming? Oh, my God. Like, that's one of the reasons I started studying astrology in the first place is I was like, where the heck is my partner? This is just ridiculous. (laughs) And unfortunately we have 0% control over that as much as we'd like to think we can do all this, we can do work to prepare and all those things, but we can't, we have no control over the planets and the timing and all those things.
0: And I feel like that's such an important piece because I feel like when we are trying to control, it's 100% your saboteur, right? It's the fear of it not happening. So then we try and take control by calling a psychic, by calling an astrologer, but when you're trying to control fate, her destiny, it fucks it up. Like you actually, you're messing with your path. Like life has other plans. You know, I was supposed to leave Athens on Sunday and I get to the airport to check in and she's like, I'm sorry, you can't fly to the U.S. right now unless you're American um, from Europe. And I was like, what? And I had no idea. And so like, oh, but I know. So I cried a little bit and I was like, cause I was supposed to meet my mom and dad in California for a week before moving to Costa Rica. And so I felt my feelings. And then I was like, "Oh, yeah, okay. life is happening for me, and there's something really epically divine on the other side of this because it wouldn't be happening if it wasn't meant to happen. And, you know, the same and and then, of course, something epically divine did happen. I decided I'm moving to Athens and getting an apartment here in May. and I'm going to spend six months in Greece and six months in six months in Europe, this is going to be my base and six months in Costa Rica. And I've been looking for my spot in Europe for a long time. And this trip Athens has pulled me back twice at the beginning of my trip I stayed an extra two days because I lost my passport. And then the end of my trip, because I couldn't fly home, I got five extra days. So life is happening for us, not to us. Everything is divinely orchestrated. And this piece of control, it's like, yeah, you can look up your astrology. Yeah, you can see if you have compatibility and you can see when love might be a good ripe time for you and all of these things. But if you're attached to it and then you're trying to force it to happen, you're messing with the flow of life. There's a divinity to everything. There's a divine orchestration that's happening. And when you learn how to live from that trusted, surrendered place, life becomes so delicious and magical and epic beyond what you can fathom when you learn how to just trust the universe and trust the orchestration of everything. Would yeah. you agree? <laughs>
1: that's movie. And astrology teaches surrender on the deepest level because we look up at, the, at these planets and, and see that we don't really have much control. However, what we do have control, and I tell people this in readings all the time too, because I'll be like, you can't really control timing, but what you can do is you can, we always have free will. So you can do the inner work that you need to do to prepare and you can meet it halfway. So it's like surrender and you can actually change your chart through inner work. I've seen it happen. Like not that you change the position of the planets, but each chart has a different octave it's operating on. Octave one, somebody who never does any work on themselves their entire life. So they would be kind of at the the whim of what their chart is. Mm. Octave two, someone who does a little bit here and there, or, you know, isn't fully committed to that, but they do little things. So they'd be like an, an octave two. And then there's octave three, which is, you know, somebody who's committed to change these patterns, to change their life, to change their karma and their hearts. Completely because each planet has a different exemplification and a different octave, and a shadow octave, and an empowered octave. So, when you move wow. from the shadow to the empowered, and you're operating from that place, life yes, you surrender, but you can also meet life in the middle and you can change things. Because I don't believe for a second we're stuck with our astrology, I don't see it that way. And people always are like, I don't want to know because I don't want to be stuck in it. And I'm like, You aren't stuck in anything. You aren't stuck in anything and there's no back and wait predictions. Life is really unpredictable. You know, and astrologers, even the best in the world are predicting, you know, 40% of the time accurately. It's not very high. So we have so much to learn about this and we have so much grace.
0: Yes, I love that. So much. I, lo- I love the different phases. And to me, it's it's it, astrology. And I'd say the same for human design is such a gift if it's expanding me. But if I yeah, find it, it limiting me, like, oh, I can't do that because I'm a projector or because I'm a Taurus. Oh, or no boxes. it's creating limitation or a box, it's the saboteur. Mm-hmm. It's the ego that's got a hold of the thing as opposed to allowing it to give you more permission to be more of who you are. Yes. So Absolutely. I love that. That's,
1: that's how I see it. It should help you feel
0: if you get a reading from someone
1: and after you feel boxed in and dark and that you're strapped in a very black and white universe, that was not a good reading. Yes. If, again, why I empower people to read their own charts is because then you don't have someone else telling you. Yes. What your life's going to be. You get to learn and discover it and unravel yourself, which is the most beautiful journey of life is unraveling and learning about ourselves. Yes. Through, through our chart, But yeah. So I I like to use astrology in the gray where anything is possible. And, you know, if someone comes out of a reading with me or even one of my apprentices and they feel my hope is that they're inspired and they see, oh, I'm not actually in any boxes. I can really I have complete and total control of my life and how I show up to it.
0: Yeah, I think that what your astrology does is, and I love that you created your own, like sacred astrology is Western and Vedic, which is Eastern astrology, which is so powerful. And my experience of you, because so many of my clients have had readings with you, so many women from the New Truth podcast last (laughs) time. Um, and it's my, my favorite thing about your astrology specifically is that everyone leaves like loving themselves more. It's so aligned with my work with women, helping them become the heroine of their lives and helping them become all of who they are, because it, it gives you like, you're so edifying. And I feel like you really focus on that which makes us unique and special and in a world where women are really programmed to be the same, to look the same, to dress the same, to have the same life and the same path. And if your friends are getting married, you should be getting married, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You do the opposite. It's like you liberate women to, to have permission to actually own who they are and to, to feel excited about who they are. Like what you've told me about my business that's coming up in the next year, I'm just like so excited. And also I'm going to show up, you know, to the table and do, do the work it it both inner uh, and take new action in my business, because I know it's a really good year for business. I'm not going to sit around waiting for magic to happen without taking action and participating in it. That's that's
1: really how it's best used. You use the energy of the planet.
0: Yeah. You use them To
1: kind of amplify your experience you know so if you're in a really good cycle for career you're like okay now that i know that i can use that energy and just focus in on it instead of fighting against it so if someone's in a really challenging love cycle and they're just butting up against dating and it's just nothing's happening and they just but they keep trying and trying and trying it's a misuse
0: of our energy and what do we have on earth all we really have is our energy. That's all we we have. And energy is everything. Love comes when your energy is expanded. Abundance comes, success, opportunities, absolutely everything happens when your and and I experience that so much in Greece because my energy is so expansive when I'm here and so expansive right now in my life because of all the inner work mm-hmm. I've done. Um, or like, you know, get what what is inner work for those of you who are like, you say that all the time. What does it mean? Yeah. It means like falling in love with myself, getting to know my own soul, getting to know, like becoming a researcher, as Mama Gina says, of my own pleasure and that which what lights me up and designing my whole life around that, like that and healing what needs to be healed and feeling my feelings and honoring all of who I am like that's, It's really like dedicating life instead of dedicating your life to to buying a house or, I mean, that's a, you know, smart thing to do at some point, but like, instead of dedicating your house to like finding your Prince Charming and like doing everything for everyone and being a mom and being a wife and being all these things for everyone become dedicated to getting to know your own soul. Like it's the most rewarding life you could possibly have. And the best, the best mom you could ever be and the best, anything you'd ever be is like someone who's actually happy and aligned within themselves. Yeah, exactly. And astrology just is one tool, not the tool.
1: I don't believe it's the
0: tool at all, but
1: one tool to get to know yourself deeper so that you can understand and accept yourself.
0: Yes, yes. One amazing tool. Okay, let's let's do compatibility. So um so I'm I'm newly on the market (laughs) and um I'm not like actively shopping right now, but I'm open. To whatever my soul is meant to experience, and since I've been in Greece, I had did have a crush on someone. So, Andy's gonna read. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have to,
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna take a look at your charts, but I do have to just um, preface this by saying, because if anyone is listening and they're like, "I want a reading," I'm not actually taking <laughs> reading. Oh yeah. Um, it's my my goal right now is to empower as many people as possible to learn to read their own chart. I feel like astrology is an ancestral language. I'm actually here in Mexico, and I'm connecting with Mayan astrology, and everyone knew how to read the stars. That was just part of what you did, and you looked up at the sky, you you read it, so it's, it's really deep in my heart to have people empowered to read their own, so anyway, so if you're like, I want to have a reading, that's that, that's I yeah, that was Andy at. Yeah, Andy doesn't However, do not right now, but if, if you do, if, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with getting a reading, but I do have apprentices trained. If you're like, I really need a reading. And we do sometimes we just want someone else to support us in that way. Totally. Okay. Um, And I get, we can share those after we share a link to that or whatever. Okay. So I did Kate with someone else. (laughs) <laughs> I you want to reveal, Kate, just
0: to help her understand or to help her help me understand yeah. so she hasn't actually read this chart to me yet but it's more to understand so it was like a real deep soul connection and and it didn't go anywhere it was more just a friendship um but there is such a deep soul energetic strong connection and I'm like what is happening so so yeah. Yeah, I'm just hearing this for the first time
1: so when I look at a chart Um, when I'm looking at compatibility the first thing I look at is each individual chart what is their like I said earlier their readiness their capacity their timing all of that for each person before I look at the charts together so I get like a sense of who is this and who you know who's he or she or who's she and she and all of that and then I go right to a composite chart which is what I like to see it as is who you are together if you were one person together because when you become when you're a partner with someone you kind of create a third entity that's called the relationship and it's interesting because I actually looked at yours together and I don't know how you're going to feel about this I'm just going to throw it out there but you guys actually have partnership potential you have a lot of stuff happening in your
0: your face (laughs) don't think I'm ready for that but okay I'm
1: not saying that's what I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen. I'm just saying that if you were to explore this relationship, the chances of you just seeing it as a casual love affair are, are unlikely. So you, because your karma together is related to Seventh House matters, which is partnership or relationship. So this is someone that it would be harder to explore with because you, especially with K2 in your Seventh House, you, you would be pulled into relationship with. So it's not just a casual love affair. I mean, if you want to have a casual love affair with someone, you got to find a chart, that's like got a bunch of eighth house stuff, because then you're going to have like that, that fiery um, passion and things like that, but not necessarily this, this partnership thing. And I've seen this in people's charts before that try and be casual. And almost every time I see this, I go, okay, now that I want to see you try, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you try to be casual and then let me know how it goes. Um, so that's, that's something I noticed right off the top between you two, um, take it with a grain of salt, all astrology with a grain of salt. I'm not ever going to say that this is a hundred percent. And then the other thing I always check out is a Navamsha chart. That is, um, a Vedic astrology tool that actually is your soul's chart. So I look at how your souls will connect with each other. Your Navamsha chart is, um, a tool that we use in Vedic astrology, which is your soul's chart. So it's who you're becoming in this lifetime. And it's interesting because in relationships, we are often attracted to people that are similar to our navamsha chart. So actually, they exemplify the traits that we're wanting to develop. That's what crushes are. Every crush I've had, if I actually look at it, they just have something that I want to um, enhance in myself.
0: Member Zoltan.
1: Yeah, they're, was they're fully my... representing
0: where I was headed. I've shared that story. Before. Yeah. So this person
1: that you have a crush on now has something that you're wanting to move into. So it's cool <laughs> when you kind of see what that piece is. But one thing I also look at is whose moon is facing whose moon, because your moon is really important when it comes to emotions and emotional connection with someone. And if you're a woman and you like to be pursued in relationship and be with a man who's in his masculine energy, which majority of women I speak to are in that realm, not everyone, but majority, you want to make sure that your his moon is chasing after your moon. Mm. Otherwise it flips the polarity and you chase him, which is never fun. And it never makes a woman feel good to to emotionally chase a man. It's just not, it's not good.
0: I and my moon in Virgo, so I'm pretty lucky because mine's like further along in the, there's nine or eight other months before Virgo.
1: Yours years with this person is pretty even. So it actually, like it's pretty close. So I think it would be an even give and take. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's good. But oftentimes the best relationships that I've seen is when the man's moon is really chasing the woman. Mm. because. It, like his energy is coming toward her very intensely yeah come on we can all admit that's like uh when you know yeah, so when, nice. when, when it is that so I think it's good that you have that you're you're even and it's good to have someone who's chasing
0: it's just mm-hmm. relaxing does that mean his moon is Virgo no his moon's actually Aquarius
1: oh it's very last degree of Aquarius. Um, that's assuming that his birth time is absolutely accurate, which a lot of people- It aren't. is. He's done his astrology before. Okay. So he's just on the cusp of Pisces. So your moon is in Virgo. His is in Aquarius, which means he would be somebody who can tend toward being um, a little bit held back emotionally because the moon's mm. emotions. Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, which was strict. So he won't always be fully, you know, <laughs> showing his emotions at all times he'll 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 hold himself back lightly. he has a lot of aquarius actually his sun mercury saturn moon all in aquarius and then the rest of him's capricorn mars uh neptune uranus venus and his north node he's like what? pretty much all capricorn wow very capricorn very earthy very earth and air yeah. Um, your chart, Kate. You're a lot of. You have quite a bit of earth in there too. So it seems like both of you don't have a lot of the water element. Mm. Charts, but you have this like kind of earth. It's a very earthy sensual connection with mm. those elements being activated. Yeah, I haven't looked fully at his chart. This is just me looking at it quick, and it's you know kind of a complex thing. But you you two have really. Quite amazing things going on in your charts when I look at them. Now readiness is a different thing, and that's a little bit deeper for me to get into. I feel like I can get like major into that, but yeah. How do you feel about that? How does it land?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, when you say all Aquarius and Capricorn, I'm like, I would be attracted to that. Um, Okay,
1: tell me. Stop right there. I I want to. I want to. Why? I want to. I want to. I want to go to this because I think this is going to bring up a really good point on. Shadow elements. Okay. The signs we resist the most in ourselves and in others is usually the part of ourselves they're not we're not willing to accept and look at. Capricorn is one of the the hardest ones, which is interesting. A lot of people hate Capricorn because Mm. it's not traits that are acceptable in women conditionally. Right. We're conditioned. Whereas actually Capricorn is a deeply spiritual sign because the the goat a goat climbs and the sea is connected to the spirit mm. so it's just misunderstood Capricorn Virgo Scorpio these are three of the most powerful kind of like witch or esoteric signs that have been shoved down in women
0: mm.
1: it's actually kind of funny yeah because any- I used
0: to reject my Virgo moon and until you I know told until me.
1: I told you that actually it's the most pure and devotional and high priestess because Virgo's been shut down too, because the those are very powerful signs. And when there's power in women, people want to shut it down.
0: Right. So, so I guess we should explain moon a few of the things because we just keep throwing out words and I forget that people don't know. So yeah. moon. I, I speak the basic astrology language. Your moon is your inner world, right? Your yeah, like your emotional moon, world. Your moon is your inner world.
1: It's also it's how you feel, it's your soul. It's your inner inner life. For women, moon, lunar beings, it tends to be explain them the most, whereas the sun for solar beings, which is men or male identifying, is their sun sign will be the most actually who they are. But I think just to come back to the resistance to certain signs, just because I, I just want to like poke you a little on this one, because you're my bestie <laughs> <being>, and I can. <laughs> you had such a strong aversion to him being so Capricorn and I want to know why
0: <laughs> um just because it my first thought was like, Oh, that doesn't sound fun. (laughs) Like ambitious and serious and hardworking. And, and, and probably because even though obviously I have a successful business, I still like, I love my clients and my leading the immersion and doing the podcast, but the actual like businessy things that I have to do, like those are the ones I put off and that's the part of myself. I kind of avoid perhaps.
1: Well, and what about, so someone like him, he's very grounded. He has so much earth, which means he's going to be Yes,
0: he does, for sure.
1: solid, grounded. And you're like the sparky Leo, I want to see the world and do the things. (sighs) And sometimes what we think we want, I can actually see in a chart the kind of best partner for us. Like what's the actual ideal traits of the best partner for us?
0: Yeah. Interestingly
1: enough, your seventh house is Aquarius, which is his- Uh, he has a bunch of Aquarius so your seventh house your ideal partner Uh is actually Aquarius it's actually really harmonious that way but I think it's just good to notice the ways that we we reject these these um, signs because they are our shadow so you there's a part of you that have not accepted the Capricorn part of yourself because we have every zodiac sign within us and in my course I teach people about that. I'm like, if you have an aversion to a sign, there's a there's a reason. And if you accept a sign, there's a reason. And it's about coming into harmony with all of them.
0: Yeah. And my in my experience of life is like wherever I feel the most resistance, like go there. That's exactly where I need to go because there's like so much. Magic and and expansion on the other side of whatever I feel deeply resistant to, like public speaking. There's yeah. so many everything I feel resistance to. Having a podcast, I got told so many times to have a podcast and felt this resistance to it. So that makes so much sense that it's like res, it's actually reflecting where we need to go. Um, and the other yeah, the I resistance say, for
1: you is like is like anything structure or boring yeah. or that <laughs> yeah. you associate with Capricorn. But there's, those are the shadow elements not necessarily right. the, the balanced and the empowered elements, which are someone who's, you know, goal oriented and ambitious and goes for what they want and is very earthbound and very, like, Capricorns love beautiful things and sensuality, so,
0: yeah, 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 for sure. I'm, and it's I'm, like, it's, I mean, to me, it's just like, don't listen to your mind. I mean, <laughs> that's why it's so important, um, yeah, to not, whenever we're making a judgment about something, Mm-hmm. there's you know there's something in there for you and it's this is so great that this is happening in real time because I get to experience my own resistance <laughs> i love just
1: watching you be like oh when, you, when I was like I'm like all these planets in Capricorn your face just went like, oh. I could see it happening it was so funny
0: and when you said partnership I mean obviously I just got out of a seven-year partnership so that's the last thing I, I want right now um yeah. but It was interesting because also, you know, when you call a psychic or you talk to an astrologer, if your body has a reaction where it's like, oh, it doesn't feel good in your body, it's also a great way to get in touch with your intuition. It's like, okay, this person and I are compatible. Maybe that means down the road, something could happen. Maybe that's just representing me learning what I'm compatible with. And there'll be someone else I'll meet when the timing is right for me to be in partnership again. Um, Or maybe life's out of my freaking control and I'll end up in partnership. Who knows? Like, but actually not attaching to any of it, but just noticing when you have the reading or when you look at your chart, how do you feel? If you're like, feeling sick while someone's telling you you're going to be unlucky in love for the rest of your life. And it doesn't feel good in your body. Well, then maybe that person's misinterpreting the chart and you have sovereignty and you have free will, which I love that you talk so much about um, to actually listen Mm -hmm. to, let it be a tool to listen to your intuition. Cause if you're in inner guidance, it's like, no, when someone's telling you go right. And your guidance is telling you that's not true for you. Well, you also have your own sovereignty and your own inner guidance.
1: Yeah. And I feel like the discernment is really whether something's resistance or a true no in your body. And that takes some discernment because sometimes we're just resistant to a piece of information. And sometimes it's like, truly like, Oh no. Yes. And so I feel like it's, it's kind of deciding, like you have to sit with yourself on that piece of because nobody wants to hear you're going to meet, you're not going to get married for five years. Literally nobody wants to hear that they're going to be like, Oh God, no. But I'm the opposite. You told me I was going to get (laughs) married.
0: I'd be like, I got to go Bye.
1: (laughs) You're very, you're very unique. So we'll just say you're, you're different, but for the most part, most, most people would be extremely resistant to that. But when they actually tuned in, they're like, actually, you know, I really want to focus on my career actually five years, even though I'm 40 feels better or whatever the thing is, if they actually tune into it. So it's about discerning your intuition absolutely but also not throwing away everything just because it doesn't it, it's like not on the timeline you had in mind yes. and you you know i I was told years ago oh my gosh it was so damaging and I think it's one of the things that led me to astrology you're I was told straight up you are unlucky in love and I was devastated but it felt so not true to me but what yeah as my journey which it dove me into astrology, I was like, oh lady, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> learn astrology. You're reading this what wrong. You're, what were you even looking at? Like that is so wrong. And <laughs> I can see now some of the truth in it. But once I stopped resisting it, to be like, it's not unlucky. That wasn't the right word. The right word is um relationships are my path of the most soul learning. They are challenging and whatever's challenging for us like my career's been great friends great travel great everything my path has been to learn the art of relationship and it has been a challenge so she was true in that way but the way it was said just created so much resistance in me yeah and i'm so grateful now because it led me on this journey to learn that information
0: It's so amazing now i just and- own it i'm like okay i think I, maybe i am
1: unlucky and that's okay whatever <laughs>
0: Yeah. And it, it, I mean, how powerful, like, it's everything is in how you phrase it. I mean, it's so important, like, even in romantic relationships, is like, if you're communicating or expressing like a boundary or communicating how something felt, like, learning how to communicate it in an artful, loving way is so important. Rather than language is everything. Everything. Yeah. It's everything.
1: Yeah. So I just take it as it's not unlucky. I'm actually lucky in relationship because I'm willing to do the work. Yes. I would be unlucky if I wasn't. But I'm willing yeah. to. I'm willing to take the path of relationship learning
0: for sure. I love it. Yeah, it's been so beautiful witnessing you, and you're such an expert. And I know you're going to be teaching relationship and one day. Like I absolutely, there's no accidents that you've been through. Everything you've been through to get to where you are, and it's so beautiful to watch your capacity in relationship. I, I mean, experience like your capacity and um, emotional depth and connection and sexual expression. And like, I just learned so much from watching you be in relationship, even though it hasn't been one partner for a really long time, you've had many relationships and also how much we discount that, you know, it's like, Oh, I've been single for 10 years. Like, wait a second. No, you haven't. You've had like 10 relationships but but because because of the old paradigm like Mm -hmm. that's what happens is like we discount this the shorter term experiences Mm -hmm. even like even if you didn't call each other boyfriend and girlfriend there's still relationships that taught you something that you experienced and learned and like there's so there's so much in every single relationship, but the old paradigm has us discount all of them because we're seeking this yeah. one glorified fa- romantic relationship that's not even real. Like it- I learned more in my last relationship was, was short and transformational than
1: I did in the five years I was with my longest term partner. Yeah. By a long shot, the most amount of change and growth and development and myself and expansion and everything. So,
0: And how long were you dating? How many months is it?
1: I guess it probably I mean, I don't want to get into the details of it.
0: Well, just so how many months? Just because it's well,
1: I I knew for a very long time, like but like months? six months. I think it was about six months. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah of working through some stuff. Um, and you know, I've had boyfriends that was like a year, six months here, four months there, nine months over the last since I broke up with my longest term relationship. But I haven't had any that have been over a year. But so many of them, and I've had many. Yes, And you wouldn't. there's always another one.
0: But um, this is why you have evolved so much. So you are one of the happiest, like, and you were not happy when we met. And you are, and you, you are like ten thousand times more beautiful, more happy. You're about to turn forty. You can join the club. You are like radiant. You're so successful. You're super on purpose. You're, you have the most epic life. And so to me, like every single one of those relationships was a part of you reclaiming more parts of yourself. Like that's been such a massive part of your journey. And if you had just been with one person for the last 10 years, like maybe you'd be a fr- fraction of where you are right now. So I, I just, I, I think that like, I'd love to wrap up with, you know, what, what is like your num- the number one thing that you want women to walk away with. But to me, this is like, it's except. The most important thing of astrology to me is accepting that we're also unique and our path is not supposed to look the same and how you wouldn't have the epic life and be as content and happy and radiant and beautiful and powerful and successful as you are right now, had you not had all of these short-term relationships over the past decade, but all these women who are like, Oh, it didn't count. I'm still single and blah, blah, blah. I still haven't found that long-term relationship. Like that may be not what your soul is here to experience, especially not right now, if you don't have it.
1: Absolutely. And I I feel like that is something that I've learned from you because you don't see things in a traditional way. You don't see someone as better because they've had these like long-term relationships that were maybe even hell for five years of them. And these, you you really are so good at that. And I feel like I've learned to not shame myself as much through Mm -hmm. your eyes because there is a part of me, I'm human and I'm conditioned. There's a part of me that's like, why is that harder for me like what is wrong with me and questions and what i really would want to impart on women and i'm not this is a lifetime of things so i'm not saying i have it handled so i don't think many of us do but i'm hoping in the next generations that we just see we are each on such a unique path to love and that if you haven't had a long-term partner in a really long time you've been single a long time it doesn't mean it's not going to happen it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong sometimes things are just timing The timing switches like that everything changes and every experience in between that is, is helping you grow and evolve so that you can um, live the best life that you can live with or without a partner. I feel like the truest happiness is to be happy with a partner and on your own. Yes. People. Yeah. People. And I feel like that's what we're moving into and, and that, are, that we're just happy no matter what, people can come and go and we're just like anchored mm-hmm. in our own our own happiness.
0: Yes. Anchored within ourselves and that it's everything. And astrology has helped me so much with that. You are amazing. I love you. Tell them more about the, um, become your astrologer course. I highly, it's, it's not an expensive program. It's so, it's so doable for so many women. And I highly recommend you go to the link. It'll be below this episode, but tell us a little bit about the sacred or discover your. Or what it's called, become your astrologer. I'm
1: like, <laughs> yeah. So it's based on the premise I've talked about here, which is, I my goal, and I teamed up with Rising Woman on this course, is to empower every woman or man to learn to read their own chart and not and and to, through that knowledge, to self-accept and to understand who they are and why their life is how it is. So as a tool for that, and potentially if they want to read charts for other people and make some money doing it. So I mm. through that course, you can get to a point where you can actually, you know, do readings on the side and make a little bit of cash here and there, which is how I started. I just did readings casually for like, I think it was charging like 50 bucks a pop when I started or something really low. So it's, yeah, I put my entire heart and soul into that program. And the feedback has been absolutely incredible. I get messages from people all the time that are like, this course is, is, is so life-changing for me. And you've laid, I I'm, I'm Capricorn. So I'm like, I love the flow, but I'm very structured. So I created something that is like really easy to understand. So yeah, um, check it out on, you can look at rising woman, the links on there too, or you can find me on Instagram. And how much have, is it
0: again? It's 297. So it's 297. So easy. One payment of 297. Yeah. It's
1: amazing. And you have to take that course before that's like a level one. And then level two is an apprenticeship training where I actually teach you in more of a close context. Uh, yeah, and it's learn at your own pace. It's super awesome. And check you can check it out on my Instagram, Andrea underscore dupuy, or at RisingWoman, risingwoman.com. It's also listed on the site there. And yeah.
0: Amazing. This is so fun. So no, I could talk. I could talk
1: about astrology for an entire all day long. Um, I know. I
0: was like, I'm not even. I don't even know what time we started. So probably we should wrap it up. But astrology yeah. is so powerful. And like takeaways, it's um you know we're all so unique. Have the most unique blueprints. Stop trying to be like everyone else and figure out who you are. Get to know your own soul. And you know compatibility with partners and potential partners is important. But also there's free will and readiness. And it's not everything, but obviously it makes for a much easier, more harmonious experience in friendships too and everything. Um, but yeah, life-changing check out Andy on Instagram and, um, join her in her course. It's life is so beautiful. Oh my goodness. I keep sending it to my virtual assistant, asking her to make my course more beautiful. Like Andy's course <laughs> I do not have Capricorn clearly. We learned that today. So, um, <laughs> this is so fun i love you so much thank you for joining us thank you for listening if you have any questions always um head to the new truth movement facebook group and you can ask questions to andy on there you can send her a message on instagram don't bombard her (laughs) Um, you can send us questions on uh your astrology and anything you want to know on the facebook group as well so sending all our love and we'll see you soon thank you